What up, family? We back with another episode of the Waco Willie podcast. I'm Waco Willie. Uh, Maggie and Earl's more handsome side. Uh, <laughs> and that's going to lead to my special guest, man. So just before I get to my special guest, we gonna, I think everybody got somebody who we inspired by, you know, whether it be athletes, entertainers, Farcon, uh, you know, whoever. Whoever does it for you, you know, it is what it is, but... But one of my favorite people out there right now is Shannon Sharp. You know, um, you know he got the Hall of Fame career. He put up the Hall of Fame numbers in the league. But he always give respect to his his older brother, which is um, Sterling Sharp. You know, every Hall of Fame speech, every every interview he do outside of the uh, the sports show he does on Fox, he always give it up for his brother. You know, what I'm saying that's. And I pretty much feel where you come from because I pretty much get all the inspiration from my brother as well. You know, from how you treat other people, from what he did on the basketball court. You know, how you always looking out for, looking to put other people on to something, whether it's Isaiah with the grass business. Uh, no, he always looking out for other people at the end of the day, man. That's what I love about him. Uh, this is my brother. He's an entrepreneur, legendary basketball player. So without further ado, the bad-looking one out of the both of us. <laughs> Earth the next second, the sequel. You gonna start like that? <laughs> All right, man. It's gonna be real interesting. Yeah, it is, man. What you been up to, man? Nothing much. <laughs> working, working. Trying something new. Trying 2021, something. trying something new. What, what? You talking about the crypto life insurance or what? The life insurance aspect of... It's, it's the new hustle for me, uh, anyway. All right, we're gonna we're gonna wrap up the conversation with that one, man. We're gonna start in the beginning. And um, you still ref- you still be referring right now? Yeah, man. Uh, pretty much three, four times a week when I can. I love it. You love it. <laughs> man, I started to ref a long time. I started to ref. I say the same thing every single year, but like I'm I don't really got the temper for it. You lied every year too. Huh? You lied every year. You ain't came nowhere near refereeing. I, I might do volleyball, bro. It's like a few motions all I got to do for there, so. Same money, too. Same money? Less fans yelling at you. That, too. And then you, just, you were just saying uh, one of your fans or something like that holler at you in the, in the game. Worst thing you can do, fans, if you ever listen to this and you know it's me, you know me refereeing, do not call my whole name during no game. Earl Wayne's the net. <laughs> my bad, bro. Junior. You just called my whole name. You work for the feds, too. I knew the it. The sequel. <laughs> Anyway, man, so let me let's talk about you as a basketball player, bro. Who do you think was a better player out of me and you? That's the question we, everybody wants to know. We've been listening and hearing this conversation and having this debate since you were probably 21 and I was about 25. I have no idea. I think <laughs> that uh, we both do things better than the other. Like, for, for instance, you on the baseline and in the mid post. I know nobody better with the footwork on that baseline. You better preach, boy. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to get to the same part. <laughs> I'm going to close it right here, though. You have to learn from somebody. <laughs> That's all I got to say. I'll take that. I'll take that out. I'll take that out of time. I always tell everybody the same thing, too. Like, I feel like you the... It kind of pissed me off about you, too. Because, like, you... I don't remember you just working on your game in the driveway, dribbling with two basketballs, and going to no camps. You didn't have no trainer. You were just, like, raw talent. You just a bucket. You know what I mean? And, um... Where'd you get that from? Like, you just watching basketball, just going outside and entertaining really, it or what? Really, it's kind of like how 
How you got yours? So, family reunion times, we had older siblings played at Duncan, not Duncanville, uh, Dunbar, Fort Worth Dunbar, all his friends. Shout out to Trey. So, yeah, Willie Sanders is my boy. That's but, my uh, older brother. He, uh, I mean, growing up, he didn't take it easy on me for nothing. I'm 12, he 21, 20, and they ended up dunking on me like I'm their age or something. So, of course, when I got to that age where I played people mouse, like, you know, 12, 13 with me, it was nothing. You bumped me, I'm like, man, they've been running me over for. For years, dunking on me like it ain't nothing. Same thing with you. When you got to your people your age, you was like, bro, this is nothing. No, absolutely. Like, especially when I was at MCC, like, uh, I pretty much became like like a defender pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I had to guard, like, I had to guard a few people, but and it wasn't never, it probably wasn't going, it wasn't like guarding you at the end of the day. I mean, you know I'm saying? it was made it too easy. But see, I heard the, the podcast with uh with Carr. Shout out to Carr, man. They both played that D, man. Oh yeah, good guy. He's, he's, but, uh, he still go to open gym and play full court oh, defense. Running fast, get at ninety four feet. Real. But uh, he he basically said the same thing. He had older siblings who pushed him, and then he pushed Darnell. So I mean, it's the same thing with us. We had, I mean, Trey like our brother. It is our brother. I mean, to me, so right. they pushed us. They pushed me. Then I pushed you and Trey Ridge. Oh and then, man, no, exactly. No, that's what I'm saying. So all that work in the driveway, y'all losing, y'all getting mad, y'all want to fight. But when y'all got to high school, it was nothing. I oh, made man. it look easy, easy. Oh, man, that was, that was pretty much cake at that point. I ain't taking no credit, though, because y'all did that. But just saying, give me my $2. Your $2? <laughs> oh, I might buy you a crunch at the store or something like that. You know, that Star crunch. Star crunch, whatever, man. Uh, anyway, man, who, who take your, who's your best teammate? I know you had Jordan Land. But, you mean high what? school, college, doesn't matter which one? Do both. Do one each. So, in high school, probably the best teammate that I had that I learned the most from, I got two. So, and they were older. It was uh, Jeff Jefferson, and it was still the shoemaker. Oh. Uh, Jeff being the Shoddy. guard. Yeah, I was young. Uh, like, I was a sophomore coming up. So, when I moved up, my jersey didn't even fit. Like, my jersey was having, like, hanging halfway off my shoulder. So, basically, he took me and was like, hey, look, just relax and do what you know how to do. If you do that, you're going to be fine. And then I practiced against Steelman every day. So I don't know why Coach Cody did me like this. But every day he made me go on Steelman. That was the most disrespectful, hateful thing he could have did to me. But he knew what he was doing. Though. It made me better moving forward because I knew nobody who was going to play against was going to be better than Steelman. Right. So them two right there just – and you know, I got good teammates, period. Jordan Lynn, you know, Darnell. But them two right there really showed me a lot more than the other ones did. Okay. Got you. No, what about college? Man, I mean, I got another two, so I got a lot of them, actually, but because we had some killers at MCC. I, I don't know where Gil got them from, but he had some killers. But Jordan again, because I worked out with him in the summers. Marcus Harrison, even though, you know, I didn't really play. I redshirted that year. Mm-hmm. Marcus had me in the weight room like we was in jail or something. I don't know what his issue was, but he had me right. But Tay Smith, uh-huh. Taylor Smith was probably the, 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 the big biggest man. athlete that I've ever seen in my life. Like, every time he got the ball, he was just dunk on anybody. Bro, he dunked on coaching practice with a pad. He kept getting hit. I'm tired of coaching me. I said, oh, my gosh. Probably, he probably deserved that, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> man, uh, I thought you were going to say uh, Maurice probably or somebody like that. You know, man, I respect Maurice's game all the time. But Maurice was a grown man when he got <laughs> Like, Tay came out of eight. Like, Tay grew four inches from his junior year to his senior year. So Tay was 6'2 doing that. When he hit 6'6, six, six, 
Oh my gosh. Maurice was 225, 21 when he got the ACC. I'm 18 off the bench. Come on, man. Yeah, it's a, it's not fair, man. Maurice Steen, that boy's cold though. Yeah, he was. I guess if I had to say uh, who my best teammates were. Now, growing up, pretty much playing with Austin, you know, I had to, I had to get to him. You know, we pretty much been in the trenches together ever since we were like seven, eight years old. Walking, and I seen him, you know, I seen him take over games. I seen him at every level. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, he's pretty much the best one on our team growing up. And like, but I'm, if I just take myself out of the equation, but then if I go to college, I might have to say my boy Wayne. Cause That's interesting. Not, who you think I was gonna say? Interesting. I don't know. But I, I wouldn't have thought it was Wayne. I feel like it, I feel like uh, nobody really kind of stood out the way Wayne did, in my opinion. Because cause first off, he came in he came in uh, my freshman year. He was super big. But he still had the football. He still had the game, but he was just super big. But like when he came back the second year, with the slim little slim down, yeah. moved way quicker. And like, couldn't nobody really handle him on the block. I, I don't really remember too many skilled big men that you had. She never go out. I would have been like, shoot, I thought you might have said Tevin. Tevin worked, Tevin worked, worked outwork everybody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Tevin and Wayne. Dog, huh? Exactly, but, you know, I got to get out of the way. He, he's still overseas right now in Hooper, too. Oh, make that money. Killing it. Congrats. Yeah, absolutely, man. So. Where you should be. Topic for another one. Thank you. Topic for another one, yeah, I guess. You know, yeah, that's topic for another podcast, bro. But anyway, you still be hooping now? I mean, like, kind of before the pre-coronavirus. I mean, so my hooping time really got cut short because uh, when I'm refereeing, you know, in referee season basketball, I don't try to do anything that <clears throat> prohibits me from performing my best on the court. Okay. So if I can't get up and down and run while I'm refereeing, I take pride in being able to still get down to the baseline before the kids get down there. <laughs> like, I still do. Like, I'm, I'm 30 pounds heavier than I was in college, but I'm still getting down there. But... Uh, Coronavirus kind of put a, a hinder, you know, kind of hindered that. Shut the gyms down. I can't play on no scene there, so. I, I agree. My niggas hurt last time I played at the church over the door. But it was fun, though. It was fun, though. I know it. Definitely, man. So, and now the last time we was at the gym, like, do you get the feeling? All right, so when you go to open gym, the people that can hoop for real, they don't really be, you know, they don't really take it serious. They don't act like it's a trial or nothing like that. You still getting them dudes like you just go to school with trying to challenge you like I will beat you now. I mean, like it's, it's really it's funny how it works like this because <laughs> we know a lot of people who do that. So you get something that really can play, but it's like they have a score to settle with you, like you did something to them. And it's like, really at the end of the day, I mean, I'm just trying to get a workout. You you a legend at the gym, but that's how you ever done. Like like I'm trying not to get fat here, bro. I'm Look. trying not to get fat. I'm trying to go to work tomorrow the same way. <laughs> That I do every day. I don't want to be hurt limping around because you undercut me because you got a beef from 2008. Like, man, I get I'm fouled. 30 now. I can't get hit like that. I can, but God. Man, I get fouled the hardest at the gym sometimes. People trying to prove a point for no reason. If you score 40 on them in high school, now they like, oh, we we, we good now. Uh, it took you eight years, right? Okay, thank you. You still can't beat me. Leave that when you graduated. When you got your diploma, that was over with. I be like, I like what you be saying when people be challenging you too. You talking about put your, put your whole paycheck up. Oh man, I'm on that kind. Of, I'm on that type of energy now. It's it's, it's funny because you really see who really, really, and, and I do it really just to call they bluff. Because at the end of the day, if you willing to put your money up, you willing to show me something. Now it's crickets when you do ask for that check. But when it gets serious, like I, I don't call names. Not gonna do it now. But it's plenty. Even at work, 
I, I didn't want a few like three on three tournaments. And I didn't take people who are in upper management who really don't who. And we didn't blew people out who say they who. Like tearing them up like five to 15 type who. And they score five zero. <laughs> and then they say something make me mad, then I don't miss nothing else. That kind of reminds me of the HB tournament that one time. <laughs> me and Murphy. Hey, boy, that was hilarious. <laughs> Dude, and Shell Tordidas hit a three in your face. Murphy was done. He get nothing else. But Good day. Let's go. I'm like, all right. Next thing I know, I'm sitting over on the sideline like, I guess this game finna get ugly quick. Because <laughs> he didn't score no more again. And I think they didn't, as a team, they didn't score another two points. I ain't never seen no Shell Tordidas like that no more. Go <laughs> <laughs> who with the Shell Tordidas. Hey, he banked you, though. You know, One time. Shaq can make a free throw every once in a while. Every dog has a day. You know? <laughs> Shots for dog's ass. Anyway, man, so um, I want to go back to Jordan Lear, bro. Like, that dude is an animal now. You see that video where he shot, like, like hit, like, nine, three straight? Up, huh? Wasn't it something it was, crazy? It was something yeah. like that. But, like, you know, you played with him in high school. Directly, like, well, let's talk about this transition so, for a second. I didn't talk about high school. Let's talk about junior high. Start there. So, I was in the seventh. They went to eighth. Dwayne Snell was 6'1". Jordan was a little bit shorter than him. Dwayne was the one we were scared of. Like, you know, you always had that one kid that just beats you up in practice so much you don't want to guard him. I remember, I remember Snell, like, me and Bigelow used to fight, literally, to see who was going to guard Jordan because he was going to get hit. When we got to high school, Jordan grew a little bit. He still was kind of timid. By the time he was a senior, Jordan was a dog. I mean, he was getting there. Like, you know, he was becoming a dog, getting it. We got to college that summer. Like, when he got to college, you know, he, he developed some more. When I got to MCC with him, this dude here, 225, worked hard, animal. Yeah. I mean, then he got the SFA. The transformation is just crazy. Let's just say that. Then we played against him at the Bledsoe in the league. <sighs> so we trying to decide who going to guard him. Really, nobody was guarding because it didn't matter what we did. You can stay in front of him. His foot speed ain't that. It's not any different than what it was. But he's so strong and so skilled. Where he wants to go, he's going to he get there. there. It's kind of like, like guarding T right now. That's exactly what it is in my mind. But that really makes me wonder. Ain't either one of them in the NBA. That's a yeah. What does it take to get there? Shout out to my boy Cambridge. But, yeah, like, that's crazy. Like I love Cambridge, man. His game, yeah. Yeah, Same um, thing, evolution-wise. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely him, but sticking with Jordan Lynn, like, I could pretty much, my footwork-wise, I could pretty much stay in front of everybody if I ain't going, like, Eric Irvin or yeah, yeah, Moses that's Gibson or something. That's, that's, that's an exception. That's, that's freaky speed. That's not us. Forget both of them. We ain't talking about them. Shout out to Moses, Oklahoma, yeah. chill, doing his thing. But, yeah, like, you know, Jordan, guarding Jordan Glenn, he pretty much runs through you if he can't go around you. And he makes it look effortless. I've never bumped somebody with all my force, and he bounced off it like, okay, thank you. Like, you just gave me more balance by hitting me. I was like, bro, uh, are we going to switch anytime? <laughs> I say, because, man, I'm not trying to be funny. I ain't about this life no more like that. Like, I'm, I'm not. It's pretty much, you're pretty much getting a glimpse of what it's like, probably like to guard LeBron. You know, in all honesty, I'm gonna ask if you look at his build, nah, he's nowhere near as big as LeBron. But his shoulder, the way he's built, for against us, it probably is just like that, though. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, like <clears throat> He put his shoulder in you, and when he does, you have to move. And you know, at the bless on that wall right there. Oh, man. <laughs> I think nah, you threw me in one I time. I took that elbow in the face. I said, dog, dog, Jordan, come on my bear, bro. I said, bro, you strong. <laughs> you strong, bro. 
Yeah, much rather have him on my team to play against him in the league. Yeah. And twice on Sunday. But yeah, speaking to your point, it's so just the fact that Birdie make the lead, Terrence Thomas to make the lead. Like, and I had a girl, I mean, I uh, had a female one time, and she was like, why are you not in the lead? Why have you ignorant ass question, bro? Like, I'm not even saying the fact that it's ignorant. Because think about what they watched growing up. So if you dominant, you didn't hit 40 on plenty of people in high school. 35, 30. I had a few 30 pluses. Mm-hmm. So when that's what you see growing up, what you think? Bro, I know you finna go do something major next. It's not the truth. Like, yeah. I'm not saying that you couldn't have did nothing. Because you definitely should have and still be doing it. Yeah. But when you get to college, you realize, even in AAU, so we always talk about the, the, the Vegas let's story with y'all guys. Let's talk about AAU, yeah. So... My experience when I was in Kansas, I went with Jordan and then when they were juniors finna be seniors. Well, I'm thinking Jordan and Damian Davis, shout out to crazy Damian. I thought they was like the best thing moving. When we played this team in Kansas, they had to do 6-9 playing the three. This dude here don't throw everybody. Then Coach Lindsey, hey, snip. We got two minutes left on the sub in. I'm like, Coach, I just really came to Kansas on the ride, though. <laughs> I didn't expect no burn time. I get in, I hit me a little bucket. They threw my shot all out of bounds on the other court. <laughs> Like, bro, I, I really need to get my game up. Shout out to my man, Coach Lindsey. But, yeah, uh, I remember playing D.C. Assault in Vegas, bro. You know, I think it was a dude, like, six foot seven. He probably, like, 260. Chunky. You know what I'm saying? And he, he had the handles like a like a quick guard in the D1 level. And I had to guard him. <laughs> and I'm probably, like, 160. Skinny neck at the time. I was like. <laughs> <laughs> he started just behind his back. Break me down, whatever. He went right around me. I said, all right, yeah, we finna get it. smoke. We finna get a 40-piece <laughs> McDonald's. Like, I was there, I know. Oh, yeah. We, was, we shouldn't have been there, like, competitive-wise in Vegas, but I, we should've was in been, there for the trip. Probably should have been a different, uh, different division, definitely. Different, dip, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, I'm glad for the experience, though, like, you know. Well, it really opened your eyes. Like you said, man, you come out of high school, people who don't go to them type tournaments don't get to see the town. Mm-hmm. So when you go somewhere else, yeah, we got six, seven, six, 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 eight, six, this. Well, that team over there got a whole six foot starting line, and they D one all across the board. A six six point guard. That's what I'm saying. Doing? They D one all across the board. So I'm just saying it's crazy. <clears throat> I remember DC Assault came down and played in Waco at the Ferrell Center, to turn the Lindsay through. Mm-hmm. They left three of their big men in DC. Dude with dress said, "Oh, my big boy ain't even here." He said, I, "My my biggest man six five. Watch us win this tournament." So no, they mean One whole turn. Me and Mama do sit at the table like this, slobber. <laughs> this is beautiful. Hold on, you weren't playing at that time. Mm-mm. I used to graduated. I'd already. I was coaching with Lynn. Oh, so okay. I already graduated. I'm watching it. I'm like, and this boy's a dog, man. And I promise you, I think this dude played for Syracuse. Hmm. I almost think I can't think of his name. He kind of looked like Mike Beasley a little bit, but like a smaller guard, built like him. Dude's a dog. I know he played for Bayham. He plays for Bayham's Army in that big tournament every year. Okay, got you. Yeah, dude, nasty. Yeah, you uh, yeah. Speaking to uh, speaking to you, coaches. Well, uh, a lot of people probably would have seen. You know, you play basketball and all that. Why you didn't go into coaching? I know you coached a little league for a little year, but like, I got suckered into that first off, Myron Reed. <laughs> uh, but nah, man, it, it takes a special person to coach me, man, and. And really, I'm not saying I couldn't do it. I think I would be great, but I demand a lot. Mm-hmm. So, like, if I'm giving you everything I got, 
for you to not get it back. I see it a lot now, refereeing. I see kids curse their coach out and walk off like they better, but in my mind, it ain't no high school kid in Waco that can beat me right now, still. So if you're going to disrespect me, I'm going to put you on it. I'm going to put your money where your mouth is. I'm going to show you, and then I'm going to sit you down and make you feel bad after the fact. I just, I'm still at that point to where I feel like instead of being able to teach it, I'm going to be pushing it so hard that I'm going to lose rather than win. Because I'm going to be so intense with it. I, I can't chill doing it. Like, if it's something you love. You know when it's something you love? Like this podcasting thing. You took it and you're running with it. Yeah. For me, basketball, I can't BS it. I can't 75% it. I can't 50%. I'm either all in or none at all. So even at Open Gym, I don't dunk. I don't like to dunk anymore. But if I get right, I'm about to put one in. Oh, yeah. Now, I might have to go to chiropractor we got. <laughs> but I'm going to bang, bang that thing. Oh, man. Watch your mouth. <laughs> Seasoned, <laughs> seasoned. But yeah, I feel the same way though. I don't really, I don't think I got the patience to coach this way. Like, if I start coaching, I got to get a young group, probably around six years old, and pretty much mold all the way to pretty much like Pop and Coach Murray did. Uncle Murray, uh, Uncle they, they did with us. You know, we undertaking the seven to eight. I gotta get them real early, so because you know, once they get to a certain point, you can't really tell them nothing either. Yeah, like it's it's different, man. But basketball is different now, though. So, it's like, when you different. can say something Everybody to a kid, right you know, when we grew up, coach tell you something crazy, you got to pretty much eat that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's daily. Like, son, you suck. Like, you suck today. <laughs> what is wrong with you? You say that now, kid going to walk off, and he ain't coming back. Like, he just going to, I quit. He told me I suck. They suck. I'm not saying you suck, but I'm just saying, like, you could be way better than what you're doing. Like, you're giving me the effort, but I'm not seeing the result. You can't tell a kid that now. They fold up. I'm going to play video game. I'm playing 2K, so I'm going to do what they're doing. Yeah, what is that? Yeah, they take everything personal at this point, too. Like, they too emotional. Like, I love when high school kids get ready to graduate and they come to the gym and think they're going to come in there and run it. And you know how we do. We sit there and look. Oh, so, okay, he went to yada, yada. He's going to come in there and do it. Let's get on the show on one or two games. Let's let him keep going. We, we, we'll get him a bucket or two, but after that, he's going to feel it. It might be a little stronger. That's but... what I'm saying. It's nothing more satisfying than bringing him back down to earth. Oh, yeah, you know, you, you got to do that, though. Like, you know, keep them grounded. Oh, yeah, I don't plan on losing. I don't do that. Oh, yeah, but when they do, they earn it. Oh, yeah. So if we lose, it's it's definitely because we lost. It's not because they just win crazy or, or we just let them win. It's because they actually earn it. And when you get to that point, you can do something to me. I agree, man. But uh, <laughs> speaking of kids coming back, uh, I remember when I went to the dust off in the hoop. I seen Moses Gibson in there. And, um... I just knew, I just knew I was gonna have to guard him because, like, you know, me playing with the old dude. I'm like, dang, I hope, I hope, somebody, I hope Eric Garvey come here so he guard Moser. And like, that's one dude I'm super proud of, bro. Cause like, he, he got game, he work hard. You can tell he love, he love it. Like, well, see, it's crazy. I don't remember him in high school. I remember Murphy and him talking about him. That's a, that's another thing. I ain't never seen him play in high school. So under the radar. The only time I seen him play was. I was actually in Open Gym. Like, I played with him in La Vega one time. He was on my team. And, uh, oh, yeah, I got you. Then uh, next time I seen him, he was at the Blesso. I played against him. I, I don't think I played another week. Cook. <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, when he – so he went to university, correct? Mm-hmm. So that was with, like, LaCorey now. Yeah, I think LaCorey so. Montgomery and that group. So they had a real athletic group. Oh, yeah. So it could have been that he was there doing what he do. But it was so much other talent around him that 
he really distributed the ball. You know, he really wasn't flashing, but he was getting it in. Because uh-huh. I don't remember. I never refereed that group. Uh, I was still doing junior high freshman JV then. I went uh, on that boys' level four yeah. years ago, like that, five years. Did you refer uh, regional last year? I went to regional last year. Uh. But uh, again, him, progression. He went from university, he went to North Texas, and now look at him. He's at Oklahoma, starting, I mean, maybe six man, but either way, he's finishing the game on the floor. I could have done this Big thing. 12, what, 28 against what, the West Virginia? It was somebody like that. He had like 28, like six, seven, three balls. In the Big 12 right now, it's seven teams going to the tournament. Mm-hmm. If you contributing like that in the Big 12, there's a spot for you somewhere making money after this. Man, that boy bad, man. Uh, y'all just had to highlight uh, the boy Moses because he had at the city doing his thing. No problem, man. Absolutely. The other dude made it to the league, carries. Because I remember playing against him like we was younger. I, I think his knee was always hurting. He used to wear the knee braces, like knee pads, kind of for stability. Yeah. Tall, skinny. He's like you, skinny, kind of bean pole, like. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is he used to hit uh, stay in that corner, and he doesn't join his foul. But I think I think from like eighth grade to probably maybe junior year, I ain't I don't remember seeing him play in that time period. But that time he played in MCC, I was looking at him like, say man, if this dude start if he if 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 they feed him the ball, he start being aggressive. So we are gonna get killed. But and luckily, luck exactly, luckily, you know what I'm saying? Like you no. Know, and I look at him in the league right now, I'd be like, bro, he can fit in any system. He could go, he could literally play with Golden State. He could play with Brian. Like, he can play with anybody. He, he's one of those Jay Crowder, Royce O'Neal type guys. A better guy. shooter. Too. Better shooter, definitely. But he he does everything. So he plays defense. He's going to have to guard the best assignment every night. Mm-hmm. He has the wingspan. He has the smarts. He has quick. He can dribble. So point forward, he's gonna always have a job. Let's just say, as long as he wants. Oh him, yeah, I think he. He gonna always have a job, man. Uh, I could get a ring I'm, for I'm, I'm proud of the dude, man, because like I said, I remember when he first started growing, it was crazy because he was like your height. Mm-hmm. The next thing I know, I was like, okay, he's a little taller. And then a year later, I'm like, bro, who is this kid? They're like, this Cambridge. I said, no, <laughs> there's no way. I had the same reaction. See, I remember his older brother. His older brother's a midget. His older brother's like, he went to school with our cousin Damari and Emmett Robinson. I remember him at the door at the one time. At the lock in, right? At the lock in, yeah. Eight is five eight. Kirich is six eight. <laughs> and they mama's by five eight. So I'm not understanding where he came from, but whatever it happened, hey man. Keep doing it, man. Absolutely, man. Keep doing it. Shout out to Spencer too, because Spencer had him everywhere. My boy Spencer. I gotta have Darius Lujan over here too. That's my guy. You gotta have Spence too, bro. Oh, that's gonna be the funniest episode I'm of all time. I'm sitting in on that one. I'm sure it's all man. I got you. You can pull up anytime. Plus, they drive trucks and stuff too, so they got a bit of too. I like that. Absolutely, man. So, let's talk about you as an entrepreneur. Oh, man. We start cutting grass for other people. Oh, man. Uh, I might have been like 15. Like, literally. Like, I had my uncle come get me with a lawnmower and a trailer. Like, oh, I need to make some money. I'm cut the gray. I'm coming. It's just something that I knew how, like, my dad showed me how when I was younger. And I used to get on the lawnmower in the backyard and just cut. Like, the grass didn't need to be cut. I'm going to cut it, though. <laughs> so, once I learned something, I just like it. Like, I just, I like outdoors. So, it's perfect. I feel you, man. Uh, hold on one second. Yeah, man. So, speaking of outdoors, I looked at that rifle the other day. <laughs> I'm nice with it. You know, man, important not to have a scope and nothing on it. You 
pretty bad, man. You, you cold boy. It's weird seeing you shoot it like that. I mean, it's that old rifle, no skill level action. It is pretty cool. Uh, I like it, though. You did a good job. We'll see what happens next time. Yeah, I'm stuffed with it. I can find some bullets. I'm selling bullets, by the way. Nine millimeter ammo. Just holler at me if you need some. So stupid. <laughs> like they might For real, man. So... All right, so I know you kind of got to go, man. So we're going to wrap it up with what you... Your latest venture right now, man. Life insurance. Why you, why you touching? Why you getting the life insurance industry, bro? So it's something my dad's always talked about. Um, and it's one of those things like I, I always look for something where I can help others, and it be profitable at the same time. So I feel like everybody needs life insurance. Uh, we always talk about you know going to church growing up. We always talk about you know where do you go when you die? What happens when you pass? You know you're going to a better place. But what happens to those who are left behind? Oh, what's your bill? I'm on the That's what I'm saying. What's what's going on with the living while you're gone? So if you don't have your stuff in order, I got to take on your responsibility. The next person, we got to bury you. We got to pay for this. We got to take your kids if you have children. So it's a way to help people at the same time and help myself and really just educate people. Like I think that's the biggest aspect of it. People are undereducated about it, True. so they're afraid to talk about it. We all got to go at some point. Why not get it together while you're here? Yeah, you made a good point about uh about leaving stuff behind. Cause I feel like if I leave some stuff to Kendall, she's gonna be like, you know, let my house get foreclosed on everything. She gonna... I mean, at the end of the day, if you leave it, it ain't yours no more, no way. That is a good point though. Uh, Hope she sells it. <laughs> Smart, I'm sure she will. Yeah. But uh, and my thing is, man, it's just it's just being responsible while you're here. Mm -hmm. It's uh really covering all your your bases, you know, dotting all your eyes, crossing your T's, cause you never know, man. I mean, we can go tomorrow. And, and especially everything yeah, going on right now, white house stuff. So COVID. I know people shooting, people running up people's houses, blowing stuff up. Like you can walk down the street, test COVID, the next day you're gone. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. So Man. It's, it's just one of them things. It has to be talked about and has to be addressed. And I feel like why not? I'm younger. I can reach a different audience. You know, most people who think about life insurance in our communities, uh, you know, our culture. They don't think about that until like 50-something, 60-something when they start getting sick. You know, diabetes, high blood pressure, heart mm -hmm. problems. The best time to buy it is when you're younger because you don't have those health issues and it's cheaper. People think it's five, six hundred a month. Well, technically, it's really probably about 150 a month. You can get $100,000 coverage for 150, 200 a month yeah. with no health issues. That's, that's whole life. And then by the time you know, get to 80. That's what I'm saying. You can always withdraw some of that after the cruise cash value, and you can use that like a savings account almost. You got kids, they gotta have a car, they gotta go to school. It's it's, it's a lot of benefits to it, man. Living benefits. Yeah, exactly. That, I found that out on YouTube the other day. Yeah. I, I thought I wanted to ask you about that, man. And speaking of COVID, bro, you caught COVID the other day? Got that. I had COVID in November, by the way. About two, three weeks before Thanksgiving. So it was two weeks before Thanksgiving, which was perfect, because I had to be able to take my food. I wasn't playing no game. <laughs> What was like the symptoms you had to deal with? Uh, all I really did, I lost my taste and my smell, man. It's crazy because I was actually still at work. So uh, <laughs> I got real bad seasonal allergies, you know, real bad sinus drainage. So Same every man. year or two, I go through a little spell where I really can't smell for a little bit or really taste. So I'm thinking, okay. And I'm sitting there looking at the symptoms like, I don't have nothing else, but let me just go take the test. So I went and took it. By the time I got the results, I could taste and smell again. So I was like, uh, okay. 
definitely was positive. This really count? Like, like, it's real. <laughs> then I took another one like three days later to make sure and I was like, yeah, it's real. I got it. <laughs> I got it. I remember telling Trinae that. I said, uh, Earl, I told Trinae, uh, Earl positive for uh, COVID. I think he got tested yesterday and the results came back today. And like three days later, I was like, man, he got tested again for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Thinking the gym was gonna change in three days. Man, I thought it was, I thought it was false as I'll get out. I mean, but I mean, luckily I didn't have any major symptoms. But I've known some other people who like missed week, like a month and a half at work. Man, can't breathe. Still can't breathe. I know what I'm saying. Ventilators, you know, it's crazy with no health issues, no underlying. So I, I don't think that. I mean, having underlying health issues does make it worse in my mind, but. Nobody knows how you're going to react to it, so you just got to take all the precautions you can. Absolutely. Shout out to the homie Leah, too. Man, they say she recovered, man. I'm happy to hear it. It's my partner. Yeah, man. So that, did that convince you to take a vaccine? I wish y'all could see my face right now. So, no, I'm not taking a vaccine, <laughs> first off. Uh, we've had cancer, AIDS, diabetes, high blood pressure, Ebola, all that good stuff. We've had polio. It took 150 years for polio. You mean to tell me they got something that's going to work on this stuff after six months? Well, I mean, I guess it's been close to a year now, technically, but six months of trying to find a cure, a vaccine, you mean to tell me you're going to let me inject? I'm going to let them inject me with that? I ain't take a tetanus shot in 14 years. What a little like? Yeah, I don't even take flu shots. Never had. And um, all, of my, all of my people that's close in the medical field, like, you know, Francesca, my uh, shot uh, friend, uh, Mary, they not even taking it. Uncle Bruce said no, he's a military doctor. I mean, ex-military doctor. I mean, now he's you know working for the CIA or something crazy like that. But just saying, he doesn't recommend it. So what does it tell you, really? Yeah, then on top of that, man, like I know, uh, I know how America get down too. Not trying to get too conspiracy theory type right now, but you know they don't really do nothing that make them profit. Anything like that. And historically, they really care about black people anyway. So I, I got a kind of, kind of hard for me to believe they care about my health right now. And just give me a vaccine, like they just, you know, God get the world out at this point either. Yeah. Anytime they try to pay you to take something, <laughs> but it's like me paying a job to let me go in and work for them. Like, hey, I'm gonna pay you twenty five dollars to let me come in here and make some money with you. Like, what does that sound like? And what they offer is pretty cheap. It wasn't like a thousand dollars or something it's like, like that. Fifteen hundred. But oh. what's that fifteen hundred gonna do? I got more stimulus money. Whatever. No, that's six hundred dollars. Just for. I'm talking about bro. I mean, both of them combined. Come on. Okay, got you, got you. Like, like, <laughs> like the way I feel, like I'll pay you fifteen hundred not to give me the shot. Then you give me fifteen hundred to take it. Like, bro, if you'll pass me up, I'll give you fifteen hundred cash today. Yeah. I'll be at wake up. At the bank. <laughs> I ain't gonna call it I'll be at the bank with cash in your hand today. Not to give me the shot, bro. Yeah, and then on top of that, uh I seen a seen a video on Instagram where this lady, she was a nurse, she got the vaccine, right? And midway through her speech, she started rubbing her head, you know, I get like she started sweating or something. Yeah. And then eventually she just fainted, bro. Like Crazy, And then I feel like I was a bad if you're trying to get everybody vaccinated, that's bad marketing at this point. Definitely should have got rid of that video first. <laughs> Um, Somebody should got fired. I've gotten, a, I've seen a lot of videos where people are like, what is it, Bell's palsy? Like, where half their face is like, like they almost had a stroke. Like, it's just like stuck. From the result of the vaccine? Yeah. There's a lady on there. I mean, I, it was the first video I saw. She was like, I'm trying to smile, but she said, I can't control my face. Like, it's like stone. And then it's like other cases of it. I'm like, you know, is the, are the symptoms that bad? 
to where I can't smile, frown, scream, yell, talk right. Like, I think I'd rather just not be able to taste this metal for three, four days. Not saying I hope anybody gets it. Yeah. But from what I went through with it, I don't think the vaccine is worth it for me. For somebody, I mean, you make your own decision. I'm not taking it. Like, yeah, I'm definitely not taking it. I had an uncle. Uh, we were at Trey's birthday party, Willie Sanders, for his 41st, my boy. And uh, Uncle James Worthy, my other dog. He popped up. Shout out to Uncle James, man. Uncle James, man. He said, uh, he said, nephew, what are you going to do if, uh, he asked me about the vaccine. What are you going to take it? I was like, no, I'm not doing that. He was like, but what if they force you? What if they try to say they're going to take you to jail? I said, well, they're going to have to Muhammad Ali me. Exactly. And he was like, nephew, I like you. <laughs> I said, they're going to have to Muhammad Ali me, man. I'm sorry. Like, I'll take my chances fighting with my immune system at this point. Plus, like, um, like you know, with the flu shot, they talking about they should, they expose you to the flu so you won't. Be as severe. I already, I already get that notion either, man. Like, oh, no. I, man, I know a lot of things. So they say that about kids. Like, you know, you let kids get sick so that, you know, you let them go to daycare, play with kids, that other germy kids to let their immune system build up. That's different from putting a virus directly into you. Exactly. Like, I, everything mutates. So the flu mutates. How many different types of flus do we have now? Exactly my point. <laughs> COVID just... Mutated, and they're talking. There's like some super strain out there that's way pop, more powerful than the one like that we originally had. So you just made a vaccine, but does it cover that other? No, nah, does it cover, cover one after that? Yeah, they gonna cover the other one either. Like, plus, I probably, I think it's probably man-made too. Oh, it is definitely. We know that. All of it is H1N1, SARS. It all happened in the lab. Oh yeah, Ebola, but it's a patent for it too. Oh yeah. Oh, and you know, you talked about not being a conspiracy theorist. I don't care, man. That's how they kill people off. Oh, it's depopulation. We get that, populated. They got to kill some people off because we ain't going to have enough. They get rid of them. Man, they, I don't even believe in the overpopulation thing either. I think everybody, probably like 70% of the country probably fit in Texas. That could be possible. It might be stretching them, but yeah. Maybe just a little bit. California kind of ugly. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, too expensive, too. Yeah, just a little bit. But uh, yeah, man, the vaccine, no, 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 no. Pass me over, please. <laughs> I pray you. Anyway, man, we're going to do a rapid fire before you go. Hold on. Get ready, get ready. All right, man, so first question. Right, I'm just kind of throwing this against the wall, see if it works, see how people respond to it. So, which strip club, which fictional strip club are you going to? Are you going to the pink or are you going to the Pledge Club? I'm going down to Chuck and Lucy, baby. You're going to Chuck and Lucy, bro? Hey, am I crooked leather? You like, you like Miss Zero? You like the, uh, you, you like the Mercedes? Boy, look at here. I'm on Autumn. What you talking about? You know them, what, what, what big, uh, what, what big L? You know them Mike King girls ain't got to work hard. I'm trying to see. Down in the valley. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going. I'm going, bro. Woo. I can't get my opinion. I feel like Mississippi, though, no lie. Miss, yeah, am I crook? Yeah, buddy. Look at him. Okay, next topic, bro. Switch up. I'm trying to stay out of strip club. Yeah. Too much of that already. Yeah, absolutely right. Bronny MJ. MJ. Favorite rapper of all time? Man, I don't know. I like a lot of music, bro. Um, I don't know. I, I like too many of them. What's your favorite rapper growing up? Zero. <laughs> you like the only person I know to say zero. Probably say zero. That's like that my, that my workout stuff, bro. Like cutting grass, they kept me going. So it's, I know pretty much all of it. Working out sad? Like, nah, bro, just 
Hey, you right, man. Everything ain't sad, man. Come on, man. <laughs> most city done, why you couldn't hurt? Before most city done, it's the issue. Oh. Yeah, gorilla till I die. Exactly, thank you. No, he's talking about all those. Anyway, man. <laughs> What's my what's one of these criminals you like better? You like uh, Bobby Mercer from the Four Brothers or Tommy? Boy, he's two cold white boys, man. I fool with Tommy though. You like Tommy? I like Tommy, man. Uh, only thing about Tommy, they cold, man. <laughs> I swear, like he wore the same coat every the whole. I said they coke. Oh. Like that stuff. Oh, no, 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 boy. It makes a lot that. of stuff up. I thought you talking about that Jake. But nah, hey, to be the last man standing. I'm just saying, Bobby Mercer had brothers. Tommy won deep till he go. Yeah, that's true. That's true. What's your favorite character on Power? Hmm. Man, honestly, I mean, now seeing, you know, the new one, the Power Book, I, I like Tariq a lot more. Uh, I feel the same way. I like Tariq. I, I see him in a different light. Like, I hated him when it rained and died. Like, if I was on the elevator with him, I'd probably hit him in the back of the head. I hated him that whole, that whole little... But the way it unfolded, I like him though. Like he, he a lot. He, he's ghost. Nah, he lethal he, he now, ghost. bro. Like he, he's ghost to me. Like, cause the way he beat Sax in that courtroom. Oh man, look at that. that was one for the ages. <laughs> I got one for you since you rap fire me. If you could see yourself as one character on there, like really see yourself, who would it be? Who would it be? Probably Terry Silver. Nah, I hate Silver. <laughs> <laughs> you probably paid your bar. Nah, you crazy motherfucker. You and me off. Uh, who would I be? I'd probably be Tariq. I ain't gonna lie, man. For real? I like Tariq because, um, looking back at it, like, he, the way he, I ain't like him the first season, but you kind of look at everything Ghost did, like, he kind of had a, I feel like he had a justified reason to kind of act out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Of course, man. He did what he did to his mama, and then the way he's acting right the way he's yeah. doing right now, got all the girls stuff. That's my I, I fool with that man. Yeah, I fool with that. Rock with three right now, you know what I'm saying? I know who I'd be, man. And I think I told you this before, like we had this conversation. It's crazy, man, that I say this. But you know, I got a lot of guns, man, so I'm not afraid of, I'm not afraid of guns by no means. So that's the only thing different me and this dude I'm finna pick. Like I, I gun it, I don't care. Uh -oh. But I'll probably be Sean though. Who? Sean. You remember Sean? Fifty cent Sean? The one that killed off? Reason being, bro. Reason being, the dude was smart. He really didn't have no business trying to pursue something. He should have just stuck to his lane. Like, stay, stay in your lane. He started fooling with Tasha. And then he had Lala. That's me, bro. I'm going to get it in. <laughs> <laughs> if I got to go, I got to go. If my dad ain't going to kill me, I'm sorry. That was kind of cold, too, man. But man, that was... That was pretty cold, too. But for me, Sean was all right, man. I feel you, man. I fooled Sean, like... Really ain't in that lifestyle, but was in it enough to be like, bro, like, this could be good, but I need to do it a different way. Yeah. Man, uh, that made me think about Ghost, too, because, like, Ghost, when Sean died, remember, like, the episode after that, he was talking to Tasha. He was talking about, uh, you got a decision to make, Tasha. Either going to be with me or you're going to live off the salary of a basketball coach. He said he had the most savage lines of all this show, like, Ghost knew how to cut you deep, man. Especially that last episode on the last season. Boy, look at here. He was cutting oh, up everybody. everybody. I'm talking about no. Little chicken hair from, uh, half smart chicken hair from, uh, what did you say? I don't know what he said, but he said something. Disrespectful. I was like, boy. I like, said, ain't this the mother of your kid, bro? I'm like, you a bold. That boy cold, but, but hey, look. 
So you gonna turn yourself really in? Let you know, when you get that power, bro, it don't matter who you are, where you come from. That power gonna change a little bit. I don't care who you are. Cause yeah, everybody wanted to kill him. Nothing, hum- nothing humble about him at the end. Oh no. He was like, you know what? It's gonna go down. <laughs> you know, I ain't had a bad brother on the side. Love it. Yeah, yeah. He had a couple of them on there, so he had Fancy. Well, he did have Garcelle, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about this. She still looked good, too. She had Fancy. I love her. Man, Jay looked good on there. Oh, yeah, she... Boy, she punked Tommy. She ain't punking, but she showed, like, Tommy, basically, like, everybody not afraid of you, bro. Like, you got a rep, but who uh, are she's, you? She's savage. Like, who are you? She a savage. And she shot Esquire from uh, ATL. Oh, yeah. Tight ass, baby. You should have got shot. He really should have. Smack <laughs> on that shrimp like this. Knock him off. Not do business. So, you think it's safe to say power the best show of all time? I think it is, For my me, opinion. bro, I'm not going to front. Like, I can watch any episode, any season, and I've seen it probably all three times at this point. Mm-hmm. And I can watch it like I've never seen it. Like, you got other shows, you know, your Martin, your Classic, your Martin, your Jamie Foxx. And living color, living scene, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. I've seen a lot of that. I didn't enjoy any of that as much. I mean, don't get me wrong, Martin Fool. Oh, yeah. I think I've seen Jerome too many times on everything, but Power is. <laughs> I'm it's talking one, about. I'm it's talking one of them shows, like, when it go off, you really mad that it was only an hour. No, nah, I think with Netflix, <laughs> like, with the streaming there, like, you so spoiled. Because on Netflix, you know, you get the whole season at one oh, time. Man. Power is like. You got a crackhead that's waiting on the next week. They say this is <laughs> Bro, I'm sitting there watching the old ones trying to keep, like, keep my mind occupied. Man, I had, tra- had Trinae addicted to uh, Power like after two episodes. She's like, what's going to happen next? Well, I ain't going to lie. I watched, uh, I mean, Power, of course, is wonderful. Like, can't beat it. But I watched uh, Pete Valley. So somebody had told me about it, about the second episode. And I was like, bro, I ain't even watched it. So I went and watched the first one. And I was like, okay, maybe I'll just keep up with it. It's a little different. You know, I seen Uncle Clifford. Nothing against people like that. Like, nothing against no homosexuals, whatever. But it was different. So I was like, man, I haven't seen some people like this in some clubs a few places. It was different. <laughs> Same but watching it, Uncle Clifford Savage, though. Oh, yeah. That boy cold. You got to watch him. Yeah, what I like about Clifford, like, at the end, when, like, dude was kind of beating his girl and stuff like that, he actually, actually mad up. Like, boy, I seen that pistol. He said, it's going to go down. I was like, man, shout out to Uncle Clifford. Who's your favorite person on there? Favorite person on that one? Uh, favorite person on uh, P-Valley. You gonna laugh at mine. Who you, Andre Watkins? I like his grandma. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I can't, I like I can't repeat. Divine, bro. I can't repeat my favorite line from her. Hold on. I can't <laughs> Girl, what's your name? My name's out. Close enough. <laughs> Haley, something like that. Close enough. The reference she made to get on the knees praying to the Lord. Boy. <laughs> Y'all go watch that for yourself. I can't repeat that over yeah. here. Hey, the male funny too, though. With that red suit. <laughs> 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 it's like, man, everybody funny on there. Okay, man, it's a good show, man. Yeah, man. Uh, you, watch the, you watch the show? I ain't never seen the show, man. That's for LeBron, right? No. What is that? That's what I'm saying. You see, I ain't never seen it again. Uh, it's a show that... Uh, you know, the, you know the character that played Easy E on NWA? Yeah. That's his show. Oh, for real? Yeah, you got to go watch that. That's like a... Ain't nothing ever going to be good as power, man, but that's a... He's straight, though. That's what he need to go watch. Check it out. Yeah, absolutely. And um, 
So we we both uh, got a little money in XRP, right? Mm-hmm. And that thing at like 20-something cent. What's your, when XRP gets to like 20,000, man, what's, what's the first thing you're going to do? I'm going to find a job that I like. <laughs> you going like, to keep working if you get to 2,000? Two, uh, I mean, and so, and I'm going to say this, like, man, to me, work right now is because I have to survive. Like, okay. you got to pay bills. You get to a point to where, like, you got money, but I just can't sit around. I can't be stagnant. So, if the insurance thing take off, great. Like, I hope it does. I plan on it. Like, 2021 is going down. But I'm going to do something that's going to set everybody else up that grew up with me. We all doing the same thing, trying to make it. Family-wise, we ain't going to have to worry about nothing. But I'm going to do something that truly makes me happy. So whether that be, you know, start this, this, and this to bring the next people up, that's what I'm going to do. But if I'm happy doing it, I'm going to do it. Now, I'm not going to be working, you know, shoveling nobody asphalt. No, I'm not. I'm sorry. Like, I've done that. It's not the best. I mean, it's, it's money, but it ain't the best. I agree, man. Uh, I'll probably be just, I'll probably just travel every, probably do a vacation every month. <laughs> I really talk. Then podcast was, I really like podcasting too. Like, I really like kind of building with people on the show. I like it too for you though, man. I mean, because I mean, you already a social dude that it is. Not saying you're like that. that you're social. <laughs> something like that. But you make more connections like this and you really talking about something like you're passionate about. Like you're doing something you like. So that's one of the things I'm saying. When you find something you love, you like it. <laughs> Yup. So I start getting these cameras, making a little production. Make sure you get a haircut when you get a camera because right now. I just got a haircut yesterday, bro. Well, you might like a I did. Remember that call? I... Boy, I know there's no way. I'm I ain't brushed right bro- now. I ain't brushed my hair, but I got I a haircut yesterday. Hair. I must have had Ray Charles glasses. <laughs> Sorry, Ivan. <laughs> you ugly motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> did not cut your hair yesterday. God, he did cut my hair, bro. I just took my hoodie off. Oh, okay. And it went back. Remember Chris Roberts used to do Chris Garvin? He used to like he used to, is, he used to rub his hair hair backwards. Like, I got waves, bro. Like, Alright, yeah, I got you. I'll let your head <laughs> let your head in. Yeah, whatever, man. That's why your hairline going back. You crazy. Finna have a bro. Negative. Whatever. Thank you, man. Appreciate you for coming on, man. Definitely any time, man. Plan on being back one of these days. Alrighty. I'll see you again next week. Wake up with the podcast. Celebrate black excellence. Celebrate, support one another. We out. Peace.